a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the extended version of Inside Sources on a Monday. This is Boyd Matheson. I am the opinion editor at the Deseret News. It is great to be with you. We'll be with you all the way till 3 o'clock today when we'll pass off to the great Grant Nielsen, who's sitting in for Jeff Kaplan today. Uh, we'll get you safely home. Uh, obviously, we're having a, a serious conversation today uh, about what took place over the weekend and actually looking towards solutions. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we did a, a deep dive. We have thrown out the ultimate in what I think is the ultimate leadership challenge, and that is for the president to show real leadership and tap Vice President Pence and have Vice President Pence get Nancy Pelosi and Kevin McCarthy, Democrat and Republican leaders in the House, Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer, Democrat and Republican leaders in the Senate, and they have 21 days to lead the country and come up with real solutions that can get actual votes, get passed in the House and the Senate and signed into law by the president. Because too often they abdicate and they'll say, oh, we'll do a blue ribbon panel. We'll kick it down the road or we'll have some gang of eight will form and they'll take six months and they'll come back with something that will never get a vote in the Senate. Uh, it's time for leaders to lead. And you got 21 days. Prove it uh, that you can lead this country or step aside and let's find someone who will. Uh, very pleased to be joined now by a great leader here in the state of Utah in the House of Representatives, Brian King. Representative King, always appreciate your insight, especially your efforts on red flag laws. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd. Happy to be here. Uh, I, I know you're traveling and out and about, and uh, but want to get your perspective. One first, I want to give uh, get your just your reaction as as you saw things start to roll out on Saturday and then into the early morning hours of Sunday. Uh, tell me where your thoughts went. Uh, wh where do you think we are as a nation? Well, it was. <laughs> I think we're all just. Uh, there, there was this not again feeling that I think mm -hmm. everybody feels because we've had so many mass shootings. But to have two that were so horrific just come on the heels of uh, the one on the heels of the other was really troubling. I, I'm actually at a legislative conference back here in uh, Nashville with a lot of other Utah state legislators and um, talking to a lot of my colleagues. I, I was in meetings both on Saturday and Sunday for the National Caucus of Environmental Legislators, and mm. that was one of the big topics. Is yeah. What are we going to do about this? And and I appreciate so much your challenge, and I was reading about it in the Des News today, and uh, the challenge to national leaders, but I think it's also, boy, a challenge to us as state leaders. I think that we encourage uh, solutions at the national level when they're appropriate, and we encourage solutions at the state level when they're necessary and appropriate, when we stand up as state leaders and move forward on these things. 
and commit to doing what we can do. Yeah. And we've done some things in Utah. I, I worked with a lot of folks up at the legislature on both sides of the aisle. My mm-hmm. good friend Steve Ellison has done some tremendous work on gun violence involving suicides and uh, trigger safety locks and things like that. And, and my friend Steve Handy, again, who is someone that I've worked with regularly on red flag bills and other things. I mean, there's a lot of ability at Utah, the state legislative level, for us to work across the aisle with each other and come up with some, make some progress on this. I mean, there's no one thing that we can do that's going to solve this problem. It's multifaceted. It's very deep-seated in our whole culture. Uh, you have the Second Amendment that you have to deal with, and that's been interpreted as uh, guaranteeing individual ownership of guns, and we have to walk delicately around that constitutional guarantee. I get that. But, boy, there are some things that we have to do to encourage and, and allow for people to feel safe just yeah. doing what they – I mean, for crying out loud, when you go to Walmart and when you go to a restaurant or a bar, we should feel uh, like we can do that without a threat of being gunned down. Yeah. Absolutely. If you're just joining us, we have Representative Brian King uh, joining us, who's uh, actually away at some legislative conferences. And uh, I really appreciate, Representative King, that you you raised this idea of what all of the things that can be done at the local level. You mentioned things that have happened here in terms of lock safety and, uh, you know, anxiety and depression and, and ways to get help to some of these troubled teens. Uh, and all of those are, are so good and so important, and they can be done at the local and state level. Federalism is, has so many solutions in this. Uh, I, wanna, I want you to talk for a minute specifically uh, around the, the red flag law, which I know you've done on a bipartisan basis uh, with Representative Handy and with uh, Jeremy John, uh, not Jeremy John, Jeremy Roberts uh, and some others in the state. Uh, talk to us about that a little bit, and what, is, what does that mean? Well, I, I, I think that's a, got some great potential. Uh, Representative Handy ran that bill in 2018, late in the session, and then he brought it back again earlier this year in the 2019 session. Uh, it's got some political obstacles, and um, but, but I think that there's some good work that can be done there and that needs to be done there. I'd be happy to support a red flag bill that, again, you're balancing the Balance. need to identify individuals who have demonstrated there's good reason to think that they may be a real threat to themselves or others against the constitutional right that we have mm-hmm. uh, under the Second Amendment to uh, individually own guns. And, and so, you know, you have to engage in that balancing between those two things in a very careful way. But it can be done and it should be done. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would support that. I've also, uh, uh, one of the other things I did two or three years ago in the session and we got through was a bill to replicate at the state level prohibitions that exist on uh, the federal level for people who own, to own and uh, purchase guns who have been convicted of domestic violence. Mm. And I had That's the right. help of, you mentioned Jeremy Roberts. Jeremy Roberts is an activist on this issue in the community, smart guy. I had his help on that and, and a lot of other people. I was working closely with Clark Kaposian on that. So right. we can do it. We can join hands in Utah in a way that they struggle with at the federal level to come up with some, some good bills. I, I've opened a bill file. I put this on Twitter a couple of days ago when this first came out on, uh, I guess it was yesterday. Uh, I've opened a bill file to put in place background checks on a more comprehensive basis. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes sense too. Yeah. And I think that there's a, hand-in-glove element to background checks and red flag laws 
thing I like about background checks is that you're you're doing something on the front end of the process that is going to make it more likely that we keep guns out of the hands of people who shouldn't have them in the first place. Yeah. Red flag laws are a little more problematic in some ways because you're taking guns from people that you've identified as uh, being problematic in terms of having them because they're a threat to themselves or other people. Yeah, and uh, again, as you rightly pointed out, Representative King, that the the balance point on so many of these are, are difficult, uh, but we do appreciate your leadership and your willingness to engage with anybody and everybody uh, on this. And, and this is one of those areas that, for me personally, I, I think this is one more area where there can be a Utah model that can be showcased for the rest of the country to see that you you can do these things. You can you can have your Second Amendment rights. We can have safety. We can deal with mental health, uh, and we have a host of other things to to add to that list in terms of family strength and community strength, uh, and uh, and all of those things as well. We're, we're going to continue this conversation, but Representative King, thank you so much uh, for taking time out today to join us on KSL News Radio. Happy to do it, Boyd. Thank you so much. You bet. All right. Again, that's Representative Brian King uh, talking with us. He's off with many of his colleagues uh, from state legislatures around the country and always appreciate Brian's insight and his willingness to work across the aisle on some of these critical issues. All right. When we come back, uh, we'll take to the political side of all of this. And, of course, there is. We'll address it. But the big message today, 21-day challenge, Mr. President make it happen we're going to start it right here on ksl news radio don't go anywhere we'll be right back i'm dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast cold in october of 1985 a woman named sheree warren left work at a busy salt lake city office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership she never made it home Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.